So in season five of Franchise Findings, we're gonna to continue to go through some of the most popular franchises in the United States and globe. Also, we're going through some emerging franchise concepts that have anywhere from two, five, hundred locations throughout the United States growing and looking to take on the world with their franchise system. We continue to interview founders of franchises as well as franchisees. So a lot of information for you. Hope you enjoy season five of Franchise Findings. Today, we're going through the top eight franchise billionaires. We've gone through thousands of franchise systems, going through who is the beneficial owner of these franchise systems, the franchise brand, to create this essential list of the top eight franchise billionaires. So you're gonna recognize some big names, who's behind Chick-fil-A, Whataburger, Panda Express. We're gonna go through those families that created these giants in the United States, Canada, and abroad. So first up is the Cathy family, Chick-fil-A. Their estimated net worth is $14.2 billion. Chick-fil-A is a quick service restaurant, fast food throughout the United States, um, mostly boneless breast chicken sandwiches. It's also famous for waffle fries and, and various sauces that you now can uh, buy at grocery stores. They do sales per location of 6 million plus. They've grown over the last 50 plus years from a regional brand in Georgia to all across the United States. Their Miami locations doing over $10 million. The family, how it works out, the franchise, you're not a true franchisee because you don't own 100%. You don't really own the business. You split the profits with the Kathy family. So if you're owning, if you're running a Chick-fil-A and you're the manager, you go through a very competitive vetting process to even get to that step. And the Kathy family is keeping 50%, but they're also footing the investment to open up the Chick-fil-A. And then you as the operators keeping 50%, which for a Chick-fil-A could be anywhere from 200,000 to 400,000 plus. So not bad as an operator. Their operators are becoming millionaires while the Kathy family continues to be a billionaire family and continue to grow. Next up, you have Alan Bouchard, who's from Quebec City, Canada. His estimated net worth is $5.5 billion. Uh, he co-founded and is the chairman of Alimentation Couchard, a Canadian multinational convenience store operator and franchise system. The company has 15,000 stores. Forbes estimates his net worth at $5.5 billion. That's right, $5.5 billion. He opened his first convenience store in 1980 in Laval. In 1985, he acquired 11 Couchard brand stores in Quebec City area, which he merged with existing stores in the Montreal area to rename the whole company Alimentation Couchard. In 1994, Couchard already had a significant convenience store operator in Quebec. It acquired La Maisonnée uh, from Seinberg and Perrette Chains, as well as Max Stores in Quebec. In 2003, Circle K was purchased by Alon's group for $830 million. Circle K has 9,800 plus stores in North America, 2,700 plus in Europe, and about 2,400 in locations across the world outside those areas operating under a franchise or, or license arrangement. In 2021, Couchard dropped its 16.2 billion euro takeover to buy French grocery store chain Carrefour. The takeover plans had strong opposition from the French government, food security issues they claimed, so that fell through. This 73-year-old billionaire seems to just be getting started um, and is really hungry to continue growing. So I'm excited to see what the next 10, 20 years 
have in store for Alan and his, his uh, Alimentacion Couchetard empire that he's built. Number three on the list, you have the Illich family. They're behind Little Caesars, estimated net worth $4.3 billion, American multinational pizza chain, third largest pizza franchise in the United States after Domino's and Pizza Hut. Based in Detroit, Michigan, Domino's also from uh, Michigan, and a lot of these concepts like Marco's Pizza. The pizza chain is held by Illich Holdings. It was founded in 1959 by Mike Illich and his wife, Marion, and their catchphrase, I remember when I was younger listening to Pizza Pizza, and that was introduced in 1979. Between 2008, 2015, it was the fastest growing pizza chain in the United States, and they have over 5,000 locations across the United States and world. So Little Caesars has hasn't fared as well compared to, to Domino's, for example, but that doesn't seem to be making a big dent in the Illich family fortune. Next up, you have the Churn family behind the Panda Express empire, estimated net worth $3.2 billion. For those who don't know, Panda Express is a fast food franchise chain that primarily serves American Chinese food. So think about orange chicken, Kung Pao chicken, teriyaki chicken, Beijing beef. Andrew Churn and, and family own and operate 2,100 plus uh, restaurants based on estimated EBITDA earnings per unit of 250,000 and a multiple they would get on the if they sold those of five times, which could be a lot higher. We estimate the family's restaurant portfolio is worth $2.9 billion. That doesn't include their other assets, the real estate they might own, other assets. So their net estimated net worth is higher than the $2.9 billion of the, the restaurants, the corporate owned stores that they're operating under Penn Express. There's over 2,300 uh, locations. A good amount of those are, are, are franchise. We've done a video on Panda Express that you can check out for more information if you're interested in Panda Express. But do know that the corporately owned and managed locations do do significantly better. So Andrew and his family are, are profiting quite well. And then the licensed locations that are generally non-traditional on airport, their average sales are not as high compared to the, the freestanding ones that Andrew and his family are, are running throughout the United States. Next up, you have the Dobson family behind Whataburger. So those are that are from Texas or generally in the South, or they have some locations here even in Florida, uh, will know Whataburger, fast food chain, opened 1950 headquarters and based in San Antonio, Texas, specializes in hamburgers. We did another list of the top 20 fast food franchise chains. Number one was Chick-fil-A, number two, Whataburger. No surprise that the family behind Whataburger is also on this list. For 20 years, it opted not to pursue franchising by growing only corporately owned outlets. They did franchising for a little bit, put that on hold. However, that all changed when a, another group backed by a billionaire BDT Capital Partners, a merchant bank that invests in family and founder-like companies, made a majority investment in Whataburger. So the Dobson family had a pretty big payday, but they kept some chips on the table and they still have minority stake in Whataburger. After a 20 year hiatus, Whataburger stepping into franchising, redesigning outlets. And despite what happened during the pandemic, Whataburger sales have done really well and they continue to grow. So comparing Whataburger with Chick-fil-A real quick, you've got to have a net liquid assets of 5 million, net worth 12.5 million. So this is for serious operators that generally already have experience in the United States and for people that are willing to open up and develop five Whataburger locations. Next up, you have Travis Borsma from Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros is based in Oregon, was founded by Dane and Travis Borsma and it's headquartered in Grants Pass, Oregon. Primarily operates in the Western United States. I went to one of their Arizona locations, was totally packed. 
average sales over $2 million. And the square footage for this little takeout coffee stand was like 600 square feet with crazy uh, foot traffic volume. And it was right across from the Arizona State campus. But we could do another whole uh, follow-up episode on Dutch Bros. We've done one a while ago. We got to update it. Their revenues been continuing to grow. 2019, 238 million, 327 million in 2020. They IPO'd, raised $484 million, selling about 21 million shares for uh, $23 per, per share. And uh, fast forward, the company's not only across 600 unit mark, it has achieved a record $1 billion in system sales for, for the trailing past 12 months. So from last month and the, the, the 12 months before that, over a billion dollars in sales. It took Dutch Bros 27 years to reach 328 coffee shops. And in the past three and a half years has opened 275 locations, mostly corporate stores. That was a big part of the proceeds for their IPO was to continue opening corporate stores. They're not franchising in the moment. And going back, the two brothers in 1994 struck a deal with their customer, Marty McKenna, which allowed him to open up his own Dutch Bros 30 miles away from the original location. And it's an amazing concept that we wish them all the best. Dane tragically passed away in 2009 at just the age of 55 from Lou Gehrig's disease. And Dutch Bros definitely does a lot of charity and they're, they're bringing on Dane's legacy. Next up, you have the Cancro family, who's behind Jersey Mike's estimated net worth 1.2 billion dollars. Jersey Mike's franchise restaurant offers wide assortment of made-to-order subs, other hot sandwiches. So from 1956 to 2002, they operated under Mike's Submarines, then changed the name to Jersey Mike's in 2002. Today, Peter Cancro is the CEO of Jersey Mike's Franchise Systems Incorporated, overseeing more than 2,000 locations open and under development. In, in 1971, at the age of only 17, he raised 125K to purchase the single store. And he began franchising about 16 years after. Fast forward 35 years, their average unit volume has exploded from less than 300,000 per year in sales to stores are now averaging $1.1 million. So as a barometer, you have Subway restaurants, they don't even clear $500,000. So it takes like two plus subways to even equal one Jersey Mike's. They're doing incredibly well. As of a September 2019 report, according to S&P Global, Peter Krenko owned 100% of Jersey Mike's subs. Big on charity, Jersey Mike's March month of giving. Peter and team regularly raise four to $8 billion plus for charities. They have different holdings and part of the assets. We saw a private plan, I believe worth $40 billion on, on that the, the, the franchise brand owns. They're doing incredibly well on earnings and that's propelled Peter's Cancro and, and the Cancro family's net worth over the last five years from what we estimate 400 million passing the billion dollar mark. Again, on that sandwich industry of the DeLuca family behind Subway, estimated net worth $1.1 billion. In 1965, a college freshman named Fred DeLuca received an initial investment of $1,000 from Dr. Pete, a nuclear physicist, to open up a sub sandwich shop to help pay his tuition. And after starting that, called Pete Subway in Bridgeport, Connecticut, it's now currently the largest sandwich chain and had 37,000 plus locations in more than 100 countries and territories. More than half of its locations are in the US. That being said, it's not all rosy for the chain. It's seen better days. In 2017, they closed 800 locations. 2018 closed 
close 500 more and they've been on a downward trajectory and 2019 990 locations close 1600 net loss 2020 so there were some openings and a net loss of 20 of 1600 locations and then in 2021 a net loss of a thousand locations in the united states subway's ebitda so the franchise or continues to do all right of earnings of 32 million dollars which puts the valuation at a roughly $850 million for Subway. So including projections of other family assets, Vetted Biz predicts the DeLuca family uh, net worth to be $1.1 billion. This is substantially less than the Forbes estimate of $3 billion back in 2014. And also industry insiders have confirmed that their sandwich empire is up for sale. So we'll see what potentially the, the price is if they do decide to sell and if the network of the DeLuca family increases or decreases after the sale of that asset. I hope you enjoyed today the top eight franchise billionaires. We're gonna be doing a follow-up on franchisees in the US and abroad that are also billionaires, so stay tuned for that. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. You can leave us a review if you enjoyed the podcast episode. If you hated the podcast episode, let us know what you thought as well as what future episodes you'd like to hear. Feel free to also drop me a line at patrick at vettedbiz.com and subscribe please to our YouTube channel, Business and Franchise Opportunities by Vetted Biz. This has been Franchise Findings Podcast. Thanks for listening.